You are listening to the official podcast of Grace Atumwa, Episode 6. In this year of distancing, we need the God who does not distance. We need Christmas. We need Emmanuel. We need God with us. We will explore this in today's episode based upon Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chris Childs. It's a world of isolation. If you think about it, there's been a lot of distancing happening. I love this. We asked you hear the scripture. You hear you all lifted up this idea of what's happening in this world and what we need. You all said, maybe you said God is with us. In this world of isolation, we see distancing happening all over the place. And why are we distancing this year? Well, we know COVID-19. Staying six feet apart is one of the best ways to prevent the disease from spreading. Putting a mask over our face, and we use our face to communicate, is one of the best ways of keeping other people safe. And beyond that, we distance because of politics. Have you noticed this this year, the way that when you look at news articles online, you see mostly articles that agree with you? That's on purpose. And have you noticed this year, the number of people who said, I'm unfriending everyone who doesn't agree with me on blank. We've distanced this year. I saw an end of the world movie last night about aliens coming to invade our planet. I like these kinds of movies. And the name of the aliens were the others. And I think so often we look around at this world around us and we see other people and that's how we see them as the others, not ourselves. The word the others almost makes them a little less human. I said we distanced a lot this year. But that doesn't capture the wholeness of it. We've distanced every year. Why? It's a host of reasons. We distance because of grief. I was talking to someone who said, around the holidays, when I saw people who didn't seem to smile, I wondered what's wrong with them. Until I was facing a really hard grief when I had experienced a loss that year. And then I didn't want to go shopping. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to smile. I didn't want people asking me anything. 
grief leads us to distance. The time when we need others around us, we step back. And it's not just our grief, it's, it's our guilt. I mean, how many of us have said, I can't talk to that person after, after what I did, what I said. I, I feel really guilty, maybe, maybe embarrassed, maybe feeling I don't deserve that relationship after the thing that I did or said or didn't say. And it's not just guilt. There's a whole nother layer to it. It's shame. You know, guilt is saying what I, what I did, what I said, that was bad. But it's outside of me. I regret it. Shame is internal. Shame says who I am doesn't deserve to be connected to others. And I know I'm not the only one who's experienced that kind of shame. When people feel shame, they believe they deserve to feel that shame. They believe something's defective in themselves. And it leads them to distance. But you know, there's other reasons that we distance every year. Because we're tired. We live in a 24-7 world. We live in a world where we keep phones by our bed so that the first thing we do in the morning is we look and see what's happening. And this phone says, oh, look at all these things going on in the world. This drives us. And the news, it keeps going. And Facebook, it keeps going. And that blood-boiling algorithm, that blood-boiling algorithm that knows just what to say to us to get us mad, to get us upset, to get us to say, look what's wrong with this world. I have to read more. Did you know Google's designed to make you mad? To get your attention? You know Facebook's designed to make you crave it? To make you crave that one post that might make everything okay and then you still feel empty? And we're tired. We're tired of always being on we're also tired this year of having to say no to so much. And we're busy. Every year we're busy. This year especially, we're learning new ways of getting basic needs met. We're trying new ways of connecting with family and other people. We're busy. It's hurried. And every year, we always seem to have that excuse. Oh, I'm so busy. So much going on. And we feel overwhelmed where we just want to say, I've had enough, enough of this virus, enough of this politics, enough of this conflict. I've had enough of life being hard. And I just want to stay home until it's all over. And in the midst of this world of distancing, scripture comes to us with this truth. This Christmas truth of a baby lying in the hay. God doesn't distance. Can you picture baby Jesus on the hay? Can you picture 
this little baby wrapped up in loose-fitting cloth lying in the feeding trough on the hay. And hear the prophecy. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What does that mean? What does God with us, Emmanuel, mean? Well, it means that God doesn't distance. In this world of distancing, God doesn't distance. And there's a thousand reasons why God might distance our selfishness in this world. And I'm not talking about the others. I'm not talking about their selfishness. I'm talking about mine. I'm talking about ours. I'm talking about people like me who complain about first world problems. It's all sorts of reasons God might distance the way we blame God for the mess that we make of this world. The way we blame God and say, God, how could there possibly be terrible storms and wildfires like this? When God's looking at us and saying, you're destroying the planet I made. Are you surprised that there are terrible storms and wildfires? And we look at God and say, God, how could disease be running rampant? And God says, it might be because of the way that you've packed people and animals so closely together that diseases are spreading rapidly enough to mutate. The way we blame God, it would be understandable if God were distance. And maybe the biggest one is when we're always distancing from God, when we keep stepping away from God saying, I'm too busy, maybe next week, maybe next month, maybe next year I'll have time, but God, I have too much to do. Hope you understand. I've got to get this taken care of right now. It would be understandable if God would distance or if God would not distance and come close to us face to face and tell us what we really need to hear. But that's not how God does it. When God chooses not to distance, God comes as a baby. Have you ever held a baby in their first couple weeks of life? Even their first couple months? Even that first year, have you ever held a baby and had that baby look at your face? And that baby just looks at you with curiosity, with study. And they put their hand on your face and they touch every blemish. They grab your nose. They look into your eyes. And you let them. You weren't let almost anyone else. 
but there's something about a baby that puts down your guard. You can picture that gruff, strong person who was taught that wasn't safe to express emotion until they hold that baby. And they allow themselves to be seen. It's remarkable. It's fascinating. It's astounding that this is the way that God chooses to come to us. That the maker, the sustainer of the universe, who holds it all together, the one who holds the planets in their orbits, chooses to come to us in a childlike way that invites us to let down our guard. In this moment right here, hold your hands outward and picture baby Jesus in them, looking at you, studying you. What does God see? Because that's what we believe about Jesus, that Jesus is God in the flesh. What does God see? God doesn't distance. It's a terrifying thought that God doesn't distance. How can that be terrifying? Then finish this statement. Finish this statement. And I, I, I actually mean truly, if you would, say it in the comments. This kind of commenting I know takes courage. If you name yours online, it'll give someone else freedom to name theirs. Even if they don't say it online, because you said yours online, they can name it to themselves instead of continuing to hide. They can name it to God. We won't put your answer up on the screen, but name it in the comments. I don't want God to see my grief, my shame my overwhelmed state, whatever that would be, say it in the comments. I don't want God to see my grief because I was told I should be happy. So when I'm grieving about a loss that I face in life, and we all, every one of us faces loss, everyone is going through something, especially that person that you don't think is going through anything tough. I was told I should be happy, so I don't want to let God see my grief. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one for many people. The other is, I don't want to see my, God to see my guilt. I wish I could just hide that history, that guilt. I don't want God to see my guilt. I wish it didn't happen. I don't want God to see my shame. I wish I could just hide. One of the most terrifying things for many of us is to sit down to do what some people call a quiet time, a time of prayer. Sit in silence, maybe with a cup of coffee or hot chocolate if you don't do coffee. And let God to bring to the surface anything in you God wants to talk about. To not hide, 
It's terrifying and healing. I wonder how much that's why we turn to books to study. Because it's almost a distraction to keep us from having to say to God what's happening in us. I don't want God to see my grief, my guilt, my shame, or my tiredness. I hate admitting my limitations. And I don't want God to see how busy I am because God knows most of the things I'm busy with don't matter as much as I think I, that they do. And I don't want God to see my overwhelmed state because I feel like I should be able to handle it. And in the midst of this, God doesn't distance. What happens when God draws near? When God approaches our grief, God surrounds us with comfort. He doesn't say, cheer up. He doesn't say, oh, don't worry, you'll get better. He doesn't say, you know, other people have it worse than you. God comes alongside of us with comfort in our grief. And when we bring our guilt to God, we get forgiveness. When we bring our shame to God, we receive an embrace where God says, you belong. When we're tired, God says, come to me, all who are weary. You'll find rest for your souls. When we're busy, God gives us perspective about what's truly important. And when you and I get overwhelmed, God says, stop worrying about tomorrow. Stop worrying about tomorrow. I've got tomorrow. Let's tackle the day together. So God chooses to be with us in the way that we need. God doesn't distance. That's the Christmas story. The question is, will you choose to receive God's presence as a gift? If you want to receive Jesus' presence today, I ask that you say this prayer with me using these words here on the screen right now. Will you say them out loud with me? If, if you feel uncomfortable saying them out loud, mouth the words. God, we admit that we have not loved with our whole heart. We have distanced ourselves from you. We have failed to love the people dear to us and dear to you. We have blinded our eyes to people who face injustice. We have even failed to love ourselves as your children. We ask that you be near to us. We ask that you forgive, heal, and send us to carry your love into this world. By the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the good news. In Jesus, God came near to us when we were trapped in sin and shame. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thank you for listening. If you found today's podcast meaningful, we invite you to subscribe to all of the podcasts from Grace Atumwa. 
Grace is a congregation of the United Methodist Church, located in Otumwa, Iowa. For more information on this podcast or other information on the ministries of Grace Otumwa, you can find us on the web at www.graceotumwa, spelled O-T-T-U-M-W-A, dot org. Thank you for listening.